Sports Radio 1043 The Fan. Every Saturday morning, it's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Terry takes you inside the outdoors. You know, hunting, fishing, camping. It's Terry Wickstrom Outdoors. Now, celebrating 20 years of bringing the outdoors to Colorado Radio, here's Terry Wickstrom. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company. Smoked salmon. The secret is in the fire. I'm going to go right there. By the way, I've left the... Shannon Lefty Larson in studio with me. He stepped away for just a second. He'll be back in a minute, but let's go right to the phones. And joining us is uh, Mr. Nate Zielinski, the co-partner of this ice fishing trip we're going to be taking people on. You know, Mr. Zielinski, it's open water season. There's some ice fishing going on. We're going to talk about a lot of things, but Mark Kite and those guys get genuinely enthused about ice fishing with us. They they do you know I've uh, I've I've had Mark out had those guys out on the ice had them on the open water and uh, I tell you those guys down the sun they work extremely hard they work some crazy hours uh, making sure that they stay the leader in the uh, you know the ATV UTV world uh, so when they get a chance uh, to get on the water as a break they uh, they thoroughly enjoy it that's for sure and they're not competitive at all either oh no yeah not at all. <laughs> <laughs> Those guys, uh, you know, I've seen those guys uh, trying to bribe me to cut the line, miss fish with nets, everything else to uh, to win the day on the water. That's for sure. Oh, they are. They're so much fun. It's it's you know what that trip next. It's going to be not till next winter, but it's going to be on us sooner than you think. It's going to be a blast. By the way, saw you over in uh, Utah. I believe you're still there. Um, I am. I am. Uh, I am sitting here in Salt Lake City, Utah, at the uh, Sandy ISE show. Uh, and I'll tell you, it's a it's a great treat to be here in Utah. There. Uh, there is some extremely dedicated sportsmen in this state. It's uh, it's unbelievable. It's probably about the, the hardest core diehard uh, fishermen hunters that you'll about run into anywhere. So uh, it's exciting to be here at, uh, at ISE Utah. I'll be here today and tomorrow. I got to share something with you. And I was standing behind you uh, when you started your seminar over there at the ISE in Utah. Yeah. I was, I was going to walk in and walk up to the front of the stage and I was going to say, Mr. Zelensky, I'm with the sheriff's department. We're here to arrest you for impersonating a fisherman. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been fantastic. You know, it's good to see you hanging out here in, uh, in Utah. You know, we, uh, we get to travel all over the place. We get to talk fishing with everybody. We get to fish everywhere. And, uh, no, it's just nice anytime to, to do it with, uh, with new sportsmen. That's for sure. You know, different faces for sure. Yeah. And we have, uh, by the way, Shannon Lefty Larson's in studio with us. Good morning, Shannon. How good, are you, sir? Good morning, Mr. Nate. Doing well, and you? Excellent. Doing great. So, Miss, Mr. Zelensky, other than in sports shows, what's happening in the fishing world? You know, there's a lot going on. Like you said, it's uh, it's that late ice on the on the remaining ice we have. Uh, you know, 11 mile right now is 40 percent capped. Uh, the ice is is very I wouldn't say questionable, but you've got to make sure that you're on the good ice. We are on the ice right now, and uh, but I'll tell you, with uh, with that kind of shoulder season, as we're on that tail end of that ice, uh, it always brings some incredible fishing. So I got to say that. So the ice that's remaining uh, is very good. Rainbows are, are kind of in and out of spawn, so uh, there's some unbelievable trout fishing in shallow water. The lake trout fisheries that are remaining in ice, those fish are getting very agitated that they're still frozen. Um, you'll be starting to get some runoffs so you're getting new oxygen in the water so the, the the fishing on the ice that remains is tremendous uh the open water bite is great the the largemouth bass at like quincy you know matt Inslee is just pounding these big largemouth the walleye bite i would say right now at your uh your chatfield cherry creek we're probably sitting at 
at a 60 to 70 percent spawn rate, uh, you know, a 30 to 40 percent type thing in pre-spawn. We're already starting to see some post-spawn fish. So uh, no matter which fish you prefer to target in the walleye world, uh, that bite is on. That's kind of what we're going to talk about today is uh, is the trolling opportunities that exist. And it's one of those things that, you know, I, I almost get defensive when we start talking about trolling just for the fact that, you know, it's a, such an effective way. All of us, you know, Shannon, you know, Terry, we're all all hardcore, you know, trollers at times. Right. And I think so many people almost look down on trolling. You know, and it, it was brought up in this IMSE seminar on Thursday, and that's one of the things that I, I love to talk about. And you know, people, you mentioned like Tightline Outdoors or myself, especially in the spring when it comes to walleye. And people will be like, ah, oh, you know, do you really want to book a trip with Nate? You know, all these guys do is troll. And it's one of those things that when you start having to catch fish for a, a guiding business, or let's say you have to catch fish for a tournament, any time that you have to catch fish, personally speaking, we do everything we, we can do to put fish in the boat. You know what I mean? And, and no matter what it is, you know, we're, we pride ourselves on being a very multiple, multiple species, multiple tactic angler. You know, we're not, we don't limit ourselves to, to artificial lures. You know, we'll use live bait. Everything we can do, we do to catch fish. And when it comes to the, to the opportunity of springtime fishing, when your fish are in, say, a pre-spawn bite or a post-spawn bite where they're somewhat low on energy, where they're having a lot of food in the lake, like a Cherry Creek or a Chatfield or a Pueblo, when you have lots of food and, again, like, I don't want to call them lazy, but low energy, you know, very meticulous fish, it's all about that bait placement. And there's times where you literally have to put the bait three inches above the fish and six inches in front of their mouth for them to take the bait. It's all about catering to that fish. And a lot of those situations are just something that's not achievable with a cast. You know, you take a, a, a stick bait, a jerk bait, a crank bait, whatever, and you cast it out. And no matter how hard you try to have this, you're limited because you can only cast so far. And with that cast, your bait's going to go to a very similar diving depth every time. And it's hard to, to break down the water column in extreme increments to put that bait right in front of the fish, as opposed to a trolling situation, whether you're long lining off the boat or using red core or planer boards, you know, you start throwing a, a line counter reel into the mix and you can literally break down the water column vertically in, in one inch increments if you wanted to. And it allows you to put the bait in a very specific zone that you just couldn't do in a casting situation. And at the end of the day, it catches a lot of fish, you know, whether it's uh that situation, I mean, it's the truth. If you came to me and said, hey, how would you prefer to catch them? I would much rather have rod in hand and catch these fish when I can feel the bite. And it is. It's entertaining more. But at the end of the day, when it comes down to, hey, maybe I'll catch one cast, but I'll catch 30 trolling, I always play the numbers and play the odds because, again, catching fish is my life to where if you have to catch fish, I always do whatever technique leads to catching more fish. And that's where a trolling situation this time of year paired with good electronics uh, it is an amazing technique to catch a lot of fish. That's kind of what we we're going to talk about today. Because again, the opportunities are there. It's just up to the angler to to break down that water column and put that bait in the zone, and that's what catches fish at the end of the day. Well, I, I can tell you personally, I was involved with a professional walleye trail for, well, probably like I don't know, fifteen years. It was well over a decade. I was a competitor, but I also I covered it for In Fisherman Walleye Insider. I spent a lot of time with a lot of the touring pros and helped write the critical concept books on walleye fishing for In Fisherman. And during that stretch, I would be willing to guess that 80% of the tournaments I was involved in, in any aspect, were won by people trolling. 
Uh, you couldn't compete if you couldn't troll in most tournaments. Now, there were situations where some jigging or live bait rigging came into play, and they, they were very important. And they are my preferred ways to fish for walleyes also. But, you know, people go out this time of the year, Nate, and they're really going out because there's the opportunity for that fish of a lifetime. So the more of those fish you can put that bait in front of, the better chance you're going to have that you will score. Because this is also a very low percentage bite time. When you could get six bites one day, they might all be fish over 20 inches, none the next day, two the next day. It's, you really have to cover water and spend time to get that lure in front of enough fish. Absolutely, Terry, and that's just what it is. The name of the game is covering water and putting it in front of those active fish. And then, you know, developing a pattern, I think, is the biggest thing. When you have these these changing conditions, the tough bites, every day when you get on the water, like you said, things could be different. But, again, you know, not to, not to keep hitting it on the head, but the trolling situation, like with a line counter, once you get that first bite, you know, in not to not to bass trout fishing, but trout that are roaming and covering water, you get one fish, it might not lead to anything else. But in the walleye world, they're feeding for a very meticulous reason. They're there for a for a very in, intensive spot. So you can once you break it down, use a line counter, find that sweet spot, that right speed, that right depth, that right bait. You know, once you catch one, more than likely, if you can repeat that pattern, uh, you're going to get another one and another one. And that's how you really build patterns that are going to lead to those great fish this time of year. So, uh, again, this is one of the things we talk about because a lot of people are talking about that. You know, obviously, you're you're standing on the rocks or fishing the rocks for spawning fish at lakes that you can do that. Um, you know, that's a situation where a casting bite is, is tremendous. But when you go into those pre- and post-spawn fish, that's where that trolling bite can really excel and cover more water. More importantly, again, it's all about putting that bait in the right spot if you make it easy on the fish you're going to catch more fish at the end of the day the, the last thing you want to do is make your fish work for that bait uh this time of year when the water's cold you know they're low on energy and things like that if you make them work for it the odds are not in your favor you cater to the fish and just you know ask them politely to take the bait uh more than likely they'll do so and that's what leads to a lot of those big giant females this time of year well we have a couple minutes left nate where are you seeing the bite what what type of lures and depths are you doing Absolutely. There's a couple bites out there. So right now, I would say if you're going to fish, you know, you're looking for walleye, you know, you're on the front range, Chatfield, Trey, Creek are both fishing very well. Uh, you know, you could actually break this down for a, for a full day pattern. Let's just say I got a full day to spin. I'm going to start at Chatfield at that low light period. So say, you know, 6 a.m. in the morning till 10 a.m. And we're seeing these fish gathered on warm water flats. And these are both pre and post spawn fish. So, you know, the whole south end of the lake in that shallow water, that four to 10 feet of water, uh, you know, slow trolling stick baits working great there, the whole Plum Creek type area, but low light periods of Chatfield are fishing tremendous. And then you switch over to Cherry Creek, luckily these fish in pre and post spawn are actually sitting on the basin feeding on, on blood worms and midges. They're feeding in the mud. So you can go to a, a Cherry Creek type thing midday, total banker's hours. You know, that 10 to 2 is a predominant time. Uh, so you can go out there midday, uh, you're basically trolling lead core with small cranks, trolling the basin. We did a live feed on our Tightline Outdoors Facebook page the other day about this, showed a video how to do it. Uh, but you basically pull cranks, you know, just inches off bottom, uh, bright colors, you know, and just kind of play with your speed, and that bite is tremendous. We're getting a lot of numbers 
at that bite, but we've also been surprised with some big fish. You know, we've seen fish uh, up to 30 inches, a lot of that 27 to 29 inch fish, uh, but there's some big fish kind of mixed in with those younger males out there in that basin bite at Cherry Creek, uh, and also some very large fish at Chatfield in that low light period. Uh, but again, both those bites, I would say 100% can be maked or breaked uh, with a simple fact of not being in the zone. So if you're at either of these lakes and you're not catching fish, that zone, literally, I would break everything down in three to six inch increments. I mean, everybody overlooks that. Everybody doesn't realize how picky these fish can be. So when you're out fishing for them, before you change baits or change colors, I would worry about the zone at which you're fishing far more uh, than the color of the bait that you're using. You know, again, keep to, you know, keep to those little, you know, slower action type baits. Uh, but more importantly, play with that zone. Inches can make a, a huge difference this time of year. So break down that water column. You know, if you're using a line counter, change it by two, three feet at a time and just work that water column over with a fine-tooth comb, and you'll, you'll find that little niche pattern. Uh, and that's what's really catching a lot of fish this time of year. And, you know, we keep encouraging, if you guys are struggling this time of year, the bite's on, uh, you know, book a guide trip with us. We would love to take you out and teach you this type of technique. Um, you know, Will Dykstra is out, you know, every day. Spinny hasn't opened none of the predator lake so he's all about walleye devin's doing walleye matt's doing walleye i'm doing walleye so we uh we got a lot of guys doing walleye trips every day you want to see it firsthand uh you know go to talkwithos.com give us a call we would love to take you out there and teach you how to uh how to break down that water column and catch fish this time of year all right how do they find you tightlineoutdoors.com yep. and tightlineoutdoors.com you can always go to our facebook page so i'm always encourage you to watch our live feed and uh, generally speaking every tuesday evening at 6 30 p.m to, to watch everything live interact with us ask your questions we'll get you answered we'll get you on the water catching fish all right my friend last comment i do have to let you go but uh son would like you and i to post a little video on our facebook pages telling him that they could win this ice fishing contest so people got a chance to join that it'll be a blast nate i will talk to you next Absolutely. week We'll talk to you soon, Jerry. Thanks. Thank Nate Zielinski, Tightline Outdoors. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power. Well, Honey Smoked Salmon, Sun Power Sports, too. But Honey Smoked Fish Company, Smoked Salmon, the secret is in the fire. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. In studio with me is Shannon Lefty Larson from Lipham and Ripham Television. Hey, you got we, it right. We've been talking a lot of tele, uh, a lot of fishing, but Shannon, you have a special guest you want to bring on. We do. We have uh, Mr. Eric Piker from BioBaits. Good morning, Eric. Hey, good morning. How are you guys doing? You made it up on time. Atta boy. I did. Happy St. Patrick's Day, by the way. Hey, same to you, man. Can't wait. So, are you uh, are you in the your your workplace? Yep, I'm in the shop again, grinding away today. Wow, look at you go, man. So that's what I wanted to bring you on. You know, you guys are a local Colorado company, BioBates, um, dealing with soft plastics. So, just tell us a little bit about you know how the company started, who you guys are, and where you're at. Sure, sure. So. It's, uh, I guess, from step one, it all started. Uh, we, we all are very passionate anglers. We really wanted to get into the fishing industry, and we sat down and researched for years uh, about different alternatives to a soft plastic. We stumbled across the patent that was available in uh, Livingston, Alabama, actually, off of a small little article online. And uh, we found a guy, Mr. Russell Hansen, and uh, reached out to him. Uh, we then licensed the patent from him, and it has been off to the races. So um, basically what our formula is, is it's a water-soluble uh, formula. 
So it's 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 actually safer for fish. So it will start to break down uh, in the water ex- instead of expanding like a lot of salt impregnated baits will. Uh, so if a fish does digest it, that fish has the ability or that chance now to start to break that lure down and pass it. Uh, not to mention that we can also infuse a fish oil with our uh, product. It's not just put over the top of it. It's actually infused with the bait. So it's uh, uh, very porous in nature, and it never dries out. So for tournaments, pre-rigging, all that stuff, it has just been absolutely on fire. Started as a Colorado company. We still maintain that right now. We're shipping this stuff all over the country. <laughs> That's awesome. And you guys have just gotten into a few of the big box stores as well? Yep, and we we've got a couple more on our radars too. We've uh, it it's been a tough tough crowd over here for our salesmen at, at BioBait. We uh, we want to unleash them, but yet they 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 just have turned into order takers. So it's right. been it has been a tough one there. But we are uh, we're actually building the machines ourselves as well um, that produce this stuff. So we're building machines as fast as we possibly can to keep up with uh the demand that we have going on. Uh, I think a big reason is, of course, because they're crushing fish right now, uh, but also we're 100% American-made. Um, that's even our bags are made in the United States. Um, it's very important to us to create American jobs um, and, and make sure that a good quality product is out there for fishermen that is safer for fish, too. Eric, this is Terry. I have a question for you because I've yeah. obviously been in the outdoor industry for probably longer than you and Lefty been alive. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> um, but I, and one of the things, you know, it's so popular. People want to be in the outdoor industry. People want a job in fishing and the biggest mistake. And I want to know if you guys ran into this or you've s- struggled with this was people want a fishing job. But when you get a job in the outdoor industry, no matter what aspect of it, yeah. you have a job that happens to be in the outdoors and you can't lose sight of the job part first. Did you have some struggles with that? Yeah, I think, I mean, so especially Tyler and myself are, we've been fishing together with another partner of ours. We've been fishing together since we were 14 and, and we were like, how great would this be? And about uh, six months into it, we said, when was the last time you went fishing? And we kind of looked at each other and said, shut the machine down. We got to get out of here and do some fishing. So it's, uh, we're in the outdoor industry, but you're, you're right. It, 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 uh, it consumes your life and, uh, um, it, it's, it's tough to manage. It's not that work life balance anymore. It's that fish, fish work balance is what we're going for right now. Yeah. You got to get out and test those baits, man. I mean, it, I just like it a lot. I'm born and raised Colorado. You guys are coming out of Colorado, you know, like you got DX lures coming out of Colorado and just all these baits that actually do work. Um, you know, that it's just not a gimmick like you see on some of the TV shows or infomercials or, or whatever it is. And I've always said, you know, doing the lip them and rip them that I will never, promote or use something on the show that I don't actually believe in and use. And taking your baits out to uh, Williams Fork last week, you know, definitely locked me in, you know. Um, so I can't wait to swing by your warehouse there and, and check it out. And I might do that if you're going to be there later this afternoon. I have to come check that out and see how We're, it's all done. We we, we will be here, uh, unfortunately, till about midnight every night, seven days a <laughs> right. week, making bait. So if, if you ever want to see how this stuff's made, you, you just call us. We'll, we'll either be here. Uh, either, either we're right by Chatfield, so we're either here or we're running down the street to, in quotes, uh, research and development down there is what we're there trying to, trying to do. Hey, hey Eric. Um, yeah. 
aside from the you know personal challenges, how it interferes with your fishing, what about other just as a businessman starting out? I don't know what kind of financing, what kind of funding. I have I haven't been privy to any of your organization, but if somebody else came to you and said whether it was fishing or not. I want to start my own business, and, and especially in manufacturing. What were a couple pointers you'd give them? Um, I'd say, you know, it's like the old saying, you know, if you want to become a millionaire in the fishing industry, the best way to do it is to start with $2 million, <laughs> right? That's, that's, uh, that's kind of the same theory here. I mean, we thought, heck, we'll shoot some bait. It'll be a great time. It'll, it, you know, no problem. And uh, we, we've since... All of us have put our whole entire life savings into this business, and um, it's taken a lot more than we thought. You know, if, if we would have third-partied it somewhere overseas and brought it back, we, it would have been much cheaper. But um, if you get into the manufacturing portion of it, it is a very expensive game. Um, it's uh, it, It's been a challenge, but luckily we've been blessed with such success up front and immediate success. It's, it's, it's helped us a lot curb a lot of that uh, initial investment, but um, we just keep rolling in every penny that we've made into, into more equipment. So it, it, it's been a financial strain, but I wouldn't trade it for the world. It, it's been, yeah, it, it it's sounds been like you guys are doing really, really well with it. What, what type of baits are you doing right now? I mean, I know you're doing tube jigs. What else? Uh-huh. Uh, tube jigs. We've got swim baits. We just got a craw, so we've got a five-inch craw that we're coming out with. Um, we have our creature bait called the flipping chicken, which for the bass guys out there, I'm telling you, it looks a little different, uh, but it is. It's a great, great bait. Um, we do cinco's. Um, we do a salmon egg as well. That is just amazing, especially for little kids. Um, we're up to over a hundred fish on the same two salmon eggs without changing them or 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 uh, um, taking them off the hook, or replacing them. The same one's been in my truck for for a hundred fish now. Um, uh, we do, of course, the tube jigs, which has just been absolutely on fire, especially in the Midwest here. Um, we've got a ribbon tail worm that we're getting ready to come out with, and we've got a trick worm and a finesse worm as well. Awesome. You guys have quite and a variety flutes, of colors as well, don't you? Lizards. Flutes and lizards as well. Sorry. Oh, yeah. Um, and curly tail grubs. We've got some of those as well, but uh, tons of colors. Um, we, You know, we, we came out of the gate with some crazy colors. You know, we were trying to show off a little. Um, we're pretty good at it, but, uh, uh, we're starting to hit, hit the ground with a lot more natural colors now, especially the springtime. Um, we've just been crushing the walleye at, uh, um, Chatfield and Cherry Creek. Um, Tyler was going to try to be in the office this morning, but he was actually up all night fishing again because it's so good right now at, uh, for walleye at Chatfield, um, on our 3.75 inch swim baits have just been on fire there. That's awesome, man. Hey, we got to kind of wrap this up in just a few here, but let us know or let everybody know where we can pick them up. Sure, sure. Um, I mean, every single small mom and pop shop across the front range in Colorado. Um, our big box store that we have right this second uh, is Shields uh, up north, and they have a massive selection. They carry everything that we offer. So um, we're, 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 we're gunning for uh, Bass Pro and Cabela. So if any Bass Pro and Cabela guys are listening, we're coming. Didn't, we, didn't I see him down in uh, Discount Tackle as well? Absolutely, absolutely. Discount. Um, uh, we also have Valley Country down by Cherry Creek. Um, I mean, all up and down the front range. All, all right, the man, way down Eric. to the spring. So, Colorado Tackle Pro as well. 
Awesome. Well, we appreciate your time, man. Thank you so much for calling in, and congratulations on the success with BioBates. Eric, it's yeah, Terry. Thanks, thanks for joining us. We'll talk to you again really soon. We're out of time, but great story. Great, great to hear about your success, and good luck in the future. Absolutely. Take care, guys. You bet. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company. Smoked salmon. And trust me, if you haven't tried it, you need to. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. In studio with me is uh, Shannon Lefty Larson from Lipham and Ripham Television. Lives right here in Colorado. He's been on this show before. Gosh, we've known each other for at least six months now. At least. Now, if we go back, what's quite a few years? Gosh. Uh, it's got to be 10 plus. Oh, yeah, it does. We go back a long way. And for those of you that missed the beginning of the show, we call him Lefty. Um, because he uses the left side of his brain and he's kind of awkward. <laughs> no, no, seriously, um, I, we can joke about it, but you had an accident years ago. Yes. You, you lost your right arm, but it, you never gave up your love of the outdoors. Nope. And you kept fishing. You hunt a lot, too. I wouldn't say a lot. I do a lot of the small game stuff, um, you know, doves, rabbits, stuff like that. But you love fishing. I think that's yes. your number one love. Right. And you found ways to get around that. We talked earlier in the show about how much you love ice fishing, and mm -hmm. you and I both do a lot of ice fishing, although you got out more than I did this year. Uh, we're kind of wrapping up the ice fishing for the year. I know we heard Nate talking about there's still some ice in the mountains, and there will be opportunities for the next few weeks to get in some ice fishing, but boy, you better be careful. But when you look out this studio window and see that sun shining and hear the walleyes are biting at Cherry Creek and Chatfield and that the trout are going nuts in open water, I think our attention is turning, don't you? Absolutely. And it's really rough for me because I can see Chatfield's Dam from my backyard. So I can have my boat on the water in 10 minutes there um, or leave my ice fishing stuff in the truck and go up an hour and do some ice fishing as well. But, yeah, with Nate talking about that walleye bite and the trolling, and, you know, trolling is actually my forte. That's, that's what I love to do the most. And I get it when you guys, you know, talk about having the rod in your hand, you know, reaction bite, stuff like that, and feeling the fish hit. You can still do that when you're trolling. You know, talking about lead core and, and line counting trolling right now for those walleyes, you can always hold one rod, you know, while you're, while you're cruising around the lake. And uh, for you guys that have two arms, you know, you can steer the boat and hold the rod. I, I have to use my knee and kind of finagle that, the boat around a little bit. But um, getting into that, the trolling right now, the lead core, which I use a lot, I uh, typically right now I'll run lead core off the back of the boat, and then I'll run planer boards outside with the line counters like Nate was talking about. And uh, trolling, obviously, is an incredibly effective way to catch fish. It, yes. It's probably one of the most effective ways in, in many, many situations. We talked about that before. Trolling not only is effective, but it... it it's maybe accommodates the challenges you had a little bit. Let's, I mean, there's yeah, other ways you absolutely. fish. And we're going to talk about that, but I, you know, I think you're an inspiration. There's people out there. I know that they have an accident or they have an illness or they're like me. They're just inept and they, <laughs> and they, and they, they want to give up on that dream that what the, the love they get, the enjoyment they get from the outdoor activities. But you never gave that up. There's ways. You find ways to get it done. And trolling has been a very effective way for you to still continue to fish, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. I, I remember back when we first started Lipham, um, I had a lady email me saying that her husband, an older gentleman, they, they lived on a farm and they had a pond in their backyard that their her husband would fish all the time. And he ended up, I don't remember if he lost his arm or his hand. It was one of the two. But he went into a pretty deep depression because he wasn't fishing anymore. And he actually saw one of my episodes and 
went, I guess, after the episode ended, he went and grabbed his rod and walked out to the pond and started fishing again. And his wife had to email me and tell me how happy she was to see him do that. Doesn't that choke you up? It does. You know, that's one. I'll tell you, you know, obviously, I don't have the story to tell that you do. I've been fortunate. I've been blessed. But um, anytime I find out that something we do, the message we send impacts somebody, and whether it gets a kid started fishing or it gets grandpa out with somebody or it's uh, just creates a bonding or a memory for somebody. It chokes me up because yep. I, I just know what it's meant to my life. Before we run out of time in this segment, too, and I know you do a lot of trolling. You do you do trout. You do walleyes. There's really no species of fish you can't troll for. No, and in, in lakes like Chatfield or wherever that hold a variety of species, you can catch, you know, five different species on the same lure in one day at these lakes just trolling. You know, you cover more water. Um, everybody laughs at me because I do have a second rod stamp even though I have one arm. Uh, you know, but it's rod holders and me trolling around, you know, really helps out. You know, and that's the way I get it done. Another way you fish, though, because you don't always in the summer take your boat. Right. And sometimes you fish from shore. Mm-hmm. And there's a type of fly fishing that's really caught on, the tenkara mm-hmm. type of fly fishing. For people that don't, well, for people that don't know, explain it. It's a rod line that's all one unit. Yeah, it's actually a Japanese style of fly fishing um, that I was introduced to by a gentleman named Daniel Gerardo uh, that owns Tenkara USA. And I never really thought I would ever do a fly fishing episode just because of the reel and you know how hard it would be for me to cast and all that. But when we found this, um, it's just basically like cane pole fishing but with a fly rod. And the rod he was letting me use extended its telescope and extended out to, I think, 13 and a half feet, something like that. And the only issue I had or challenge I had with it was net, somebody netting the fish for me. I mean, we went out and filmed it on the Eagle River, and I think I caught 14 that day. It was my first time fly fishing since I was a kid when I had two arms. You know, so it was really cool to see that. And Daniel was excited, you know, to show that somebody with a disability or a challenge can do that. Well, you're absolutely right. And you work a 10-care rod with one hand because mm-hmm. you're not having to do line control. And for people who are trying to visualize this, a normal fly rod, you will do some... You will you will do some. Uh, you, you have to. You're, you're bringing in line. You're stripping, you're line, stripping in, yep. line in. You're controlling it. You're helping get line back on the reel. You're reeling line up with the ten care rod. You have a. a a line, it's a kind of a specialized fly rod line, but it extends right off the end of the rod, right. and you never reel it or change the length. Nope. So you cast it, you put that out there, you pick it up with the same hand, cast it out again, and you're just picking it up and laying it down pretty much is what it comes to. Or you might be flipping it down water and flipping it up, but you're always manipulating with one hand on the rod. Yeah. What a great way for you to get out and experience fly fishing. Yeah, it was the first time I learned to roll cast, so that, that was kind of neat to, to be able to do that and um, actually have the strike indicator and learn about river fishing that I hadn't done since I was a kid and kind of forgot about. No, you know, it's really a tremendous, tremendous uh, accomplishment. And, and you're planning on doing more 10-car fishing this year? Absolutely. I'm actually going to try it off my boat this year, I think. I haven't done that yet. so Th- That'd, that'd be, be kind of fun, wouldn't it? And you, oh, you yeah. could actually kind of lift the fish right into the boat. Yep. You know, ex- yeah. especially the fish you catch, they're small. Oh, kind of like your, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it'd just be, it'd be neat. It'd be kind of easy to do off the boat, you know, especially go to like spinny and, oh man, that'd just be a blast. One of those big old browns or rainbows on the fly rod. Oh, it'll be great. Hey, before we end this segment, we're waiting. Usually Honey Smoked Fish Company calls us right now. Kevin must have got busy. Have you tasted Honey Smoked Fish Company salmon? I have. And it is amazing. Is it, It's just a product. I try to tell people, you know, because Kevin Mason, it's a Colorado company, mm-hmm. and he calls up. And he always goes, it's a superfood, it's good for you, and all this stuff. And I go, Kevin, we know all that. It just tastes good. It does. I, I mean, I, I love it. It is. I, when I, I could, oh, my doctor said I could drink less wine and lose a few pounds. 
I told her I could just get a new doctor. There you go. Yeah, but uh, in all honesty, I do need to reel in a little bit. I get carried away sometimes. But he, and honey smoked salmon, honey smoked fish company salmon. Now it, t- it is good for you. It is a superfood, but it feels like cheating when I eat that. Well, yeah. The, when I bought my first package of it, I I think I'd seen their commercials and I they showed a picture of a salad with it on there, right? And I was like, oh man, I got to try that. So I made the salad and I opened up the salmon to put on my salad. I ended up eating half of the filet without even being on the salad and put the rest on the salad and then was gone. Oh, that's you know? what that's <laughs> why they put so much in a package. People think it costs more, but there's like four times as much as you get in other smoked salmon. Right. Because once you open it up, you just eat it. You need more of it. You know, it's it's really so good. It really is. Honey Smoked yep. Fish Company. Terry Works from Outdoors is brought to you in part by Honey Smoked Fish Company's smoked salmon. The secret is in the fire. You know, you should never play the Eagles when Ronnie is waiting. Because Ronnie gets mad when I don't give him all his time anyway. And now we've got to wait. And Take It to the Limit is one of the best songs they ever did. Terry Wickstrom Outdoors is brought to you in part by Sun Power Sports, Colorado's largest ATV and motorcycle dealer. In studio with me is Shannon Lefty Larson. And joining us on the phone from Fishful Thinker, Ronnie Castiglione. Good morning, Ronnie. Good morning, Terry. Good morning, Lefty. How are you guys doing this morning? Morning, Ronnie. Good. You? Hey, you know what, Ronnie? I'm looking out the window, and it looks pretty darn nice out. A lot of people, I, I know I put my ice fishing stuff away. A lot of people are chawing at the bit to get out and catch some fish. It can be great fishing this time of the year, but it can be tricky, and I think you're going to help them out a little bit. Yeah, Terry. You know, it is that time of year where uh, people are starting to have a lot of success Terry, I'm seeing a lot of pictures on Facebook from some of the local ponds where guys are holding up some really nice largemouth and having a lot of good success for big fish. Of course, the Internet's absolutely flooded with walleye pictures, especially down around uh, down around Denver and going south in that area of the world. Uh, we're seeing a lot of walleyes, and, you know, it is that time of year where there's opportunity to get out and catch fish, but the water is definitely still very, very cold, Terry. Uh, for the most part, most of the water temperatures are going to be in that low 40s this time time of year, you know, and, and so there's definitely some baits that I kind of, you know, end up utilizing this time of year that, that really shine, Terry, and, you know, I just kind of wanted to go over a few of those presentations. All right, I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to write down two of them that I think they're going to be on a piece of paper and show them to Lefty, because I'll bet you I know a couple, but you go ahead, but you know what, this ought to be go good. for it, Ronnie. He's right. <laughs> Well, Terry, you know, the first one, and I don't want to spend a ton of time on the first one because we talk about it a lot, and you've been talking about it for the last few weeks, but it's kind of an obvious one that we do utilize this time of year, and that's going to be a jerkbait. Uh, jerkbait's going to be an excellent call this time of year. You can work it a lot of different ways, and it tends to be when the water temperature is colder, Terry, that, you know, the slower or the longer you pause those jerkbaits this time of year, that tends to be how we trigger the most strikes as opposed to working it real, real fast like we do in the summer. So jerkbaits are a good call, but I kind of want wanted to talk about some alternatives to jerkbaits, you know, some different ways that you can target fish this time of year, because a lot of people are throwing jerkbaits, Terry. So, you know, the next one I want to talk about, and we've covered this before on the show, Terry, is is utilizing a lipless crankbait of some sort, be it the old, uh, you know, original rattle trap or maybe a red-eye shad, or, or Berkeley's got a real good one now, that, that wild thing that they make. Um, you know, there's a lot of good lipless crankbaits out there, and this time of year, those lipless crankbaits really shine, Terry, but it's a lot about the retrieve and how you utilize those 
those lipless crankbaits this time of year. It's definitely the time of year where I'm going to be, you know, yo-yoing that lipless crankbait. I'm going to be ripping it real, real hard and letting it fall, uh, primarily around, you know, grass that's starting to grow in, some of that aquatic vegetation that's coming into the ponds or into some of the bigger lakes like Boyd. Ripping a lipless crankbait, allowing that thing to fall vertically, or ripping that crankbait and coming tight to it and letting that lipless crankbait kind of pendulum towards you and swing towards you, those kind of presentations this time of year will trigger a lot of reaction strikes, Terry. So that's one of my favorite ways to target some of the largemouth and the smallmouth and the walleyes this time of year, Terry. That, that bait really, really shines. You know, another one that's, that's kind of in the same kind of genre as far as a crankbait goes is I really like to use uh, like a flat-sided crankbait this time of year, Terry. A crankbait that has a tighter wobble to it, something that doesn't have a real, real big, bulky body and doesn't wobble a whole heck of a lot when you retrieve it. A flat-sided crankbait or, or even something that, you know, kind of geared like a, like a flicker shad, Terry, or a bad shad, something along those lines that has a much tighter wobble to it, has a tighter vibration to it. That is an excellent way to trigger strikes this time of year, Terry. As I get later in the year, I tend to put those flat-sided baits down and pick up some of the more bulkier body type uh, crankbaits. But this time of year, I'm looking for those flat kind of skinny crankbaits, Terry. Um... What are your thoughts on those? Well, I want to go back to your lipless crankbait for a minute because, I, you know, we've seen the lipless crankbait is such a versatile, versatile bait that we used to see it. The only time we'd see people throw it, it was a search bait, and they'd, they'd throw it and reel it and throw it and reel it. But you talk about yo-yoing it. We're even seeing people fish that bait through the ice, Ronnie, and, and fishing it almost like a... Uh, a glide bait like the jigging wraps or the Johnny Darter and fishing it also very much just like a spoon almost. Yeah, absolutely. And the one, you know, something that's really good about that is you can cover the entire water column with that presentation. So there may be times where those those fish are coming shallow, you know, they're working their way up on the flats this time of year, they're trying to warm up. And so you can utilize that bait, you know, in one, two, maybe three feet of water. But then the same thing, you know, if the, if the, the fish are still staging or they're, they're out there on some of that deeper structure, you can use that thing a lot like a blade bait or a spoon, like you're mentioning, and let that thing get all the way down and then kind of rip it vertically and let it fall like that as well, Terry. So you can cover the whole water column with that. You know, the other one I wanted to bring up, and it ties right into that, is also a standard blade bait. You know, Terry, this time of year, a blade bait is an excellent way to, you know, go out and approach fish, especially the deeper fish with the blade bait, Terry. I really like to use the blade bait when I'm seeing fish on the grass, let's say 10 feet or deeper uh, on horse tooth. I can tell you once we can get out on the lake, uh, you know, April 1st is when the lake's going to open up for us. Uh, that's one of the very first presentations we go out and do, Terry, is we work blade baits. We tend to work them on some of the deeper transitions on the corners of the dam or real deep out on some of the humps and that kind of a thing. Uh, but the blade bait, we may be working that bait, you know, as deep as 45, 55, 65 feet deep on horse tooth and trying to trigger those small mouths uh, that are hanging down there to you know bite that bait on that on that that same kind of yo-yo rip it up let it fall kind of presentation terry so a blade bait's another excellent call this time of year ronnie you're absolutely right. i couldn't agree more we got about two minutes left tell me if you were going to it's a beautiful day we're going to have some good weather it's going to be cool off and on we're still going to get cold weather we're going to get warm weather next few days especially on these sunny days where it can be a little tougher than people think where are a couple places just to catch fish I don't care if they're trout, walleyes, bass, where would you go? 
Well, it, you know, Boyd is an excellent call. If you can get out on a board, on, boat on Boyd, uh, we were catching fish last weekend on, on Boyd. Uh, it tends to be that the harder bottoms, any of the areas where we can find a harder bottom, be it a boat ramp or some of the gravel patches and things like that, we were catching smallmouth and walleyes on that. I also know that Boyd just recently got stocked with a whole bunch of stalker trout, Terry. So in and around the marina area like that, there's definitely an opportunity to get out. You can bring some kids out and that kind of a thing, and you're going to run through a whole bunch of those trout that they just put in. They put thousands and thousands of them in there. You know, the other lake that we don't talk a lot about, Terry, but is an excellent choice this time of year, and it's also just kind of a good little touristy destination, is to head up to Lake Estes and fish the banks up on Lake Estes. If you just fish that northern bank up there on Lake Estes where the bike trail runs up and down the riprap, they've just put a whole bunch of trout into Lake Estes, and it's got a really good self-sustaining population of trout in there as well. Um, but when they stock it early in the year this time of year, they put some really good brooders in there, some big, big fish, Terry. And so that's an excellent opportunity. You can head up to Estes, and then you can just fish from the shore like that, and you're going to run through a lot of fish. Take a gold minnow up there, Terry, and throw it on a jig head and just kind of drag and scratch that thing along the surface and every now and then rip it up and let it fall. Uh, you'll have no problem catching rainbows, catching cut bows, and catching brown trout up at Lake Estes this time of year, Terry. Real quick, there's other species in Lake Estes too, aren't there? That's what I was going to ask. Yeah, there, yeah, there's some walleyes in there. There's not a huge population of them but you do see them get caught. Uh, there's some tiger muskies in there, and it, it seems like it's got a good selection of, of, of a few different trout populations you know, in there, Terry. So uh, it tends to be the majority of the fish that we catch up at Lake Estes are brown trout. There's a, and there's a really good self-sustaining population in there, but you run into the occasional really nice-sized rainbow, and every now and then you get a little cutthroat or even a brookie up in there as well, Terry. But the walleyes, they are in there. I just You never hear of really, really good numbers of them coming out of the lake, though, Terry. We got to run, but if people want to book a guide trip with you, Fishful Thinker? Fishfulthinker.com. You can find me, Ronnie Castelloni, on Facebook uh, or email me, Ronnie, at Fishful Thinker. We are booking guide trips. I got a brand new boat on order, Terry. It should be showing up any day now at Crowley down there in Denver. And so I'm looking forward to getting out and getting people on my brand new Ranger this year. And uh, we're definitely we're starting to fill up, especially for some of these springtime trips. So get a hold of us uh, if you're interested in going out with me or Chad or Dan Swanson, Fishfulthinker.com. All right, Ronnie, we got to get out together, just the two of us, very soon. I will talk to you in the next few days sounds great terry lefty you guys have a good one all right you, ronnie take Thanks, care ronnie. man happy you st bet. patty's day you bet so mr no. mr larson i assume you're going to celebrate st patty's day yet today absolutely judging by your last name yeah well, first name <laughs> <laughs> yeah so you know interesting that i'm glad you asked that question about estes because i didn't know either and i'd never fished estes but they do allow boats on there too Right. Um, right. Okay. Uh, yeah, they do. So, yeah. So, so, what I was going to tell you, too, when we were talking about ice fishing, just kind of wrapped up uh, the ice fishing. We went to 11 Mile last time. Guess what species the first five fish I pulled out were? Smallmouth. Nope. What? Perch. Okay. I've heard there were perch. Nobody are, ever believes that. And my buddy perch that I went and with smallmouth in there both. Yeah. yeah both. I couldn't keep them off. It was driving me nuts. And then we finally got, you know, a few rainbows, too. But I ended up with like five perch and like six rainbows that day. But just those perch found them on accident. We got to wrap it up. If people want to find uh, episodes of your TV show, I know you're between seasons right now, but they can get something on YouTube. Is that right? Or yeah, do you have, YouTube, MyOutdoorTV.com. And, and Facebook. You got Facebook. a Facebook page. Mm -hmm, absolutely. All right. Well, uh, lip them and rip them, Terry. Lip them and rip them. <laughs> Shannon, <laughs> Shannon Lefty. Lush. It's too many words to say when I talk to you. I'm just going to let you go. Hey, we got to wrap it up today. But thank you, Lefty, for being in the studio with me. Always fun. We a lot of great, covered a lot of great ground today. Remember, we podcast everything. Uh, by the way, follow us on Facebook. Following us on Facebook. 
Facebook, you're going to get a chance to win a lot of great prizes. We're giving away really valuable trivia question prizes, but you need to know the answer from Facebook. We're also uh, giving away a fishing trip with Nate Zielinski and I ice fishing for next year. Follow my column in the Denver Post and my YouTube channel, which are both on my Facebook page, Terry Wickstrom Outdoors on Facebook. Join us every Saturday right here. We'll let the Eagles take us to the top of the hour in sports on 104.3 The Fan. There she stood in the doorway Heard the mission